Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us this week for what is actually the fifth episode of Woo as Fuck, but we are releasing it as the third episode. We recorded this last night, and whenever we finished the episode, it just felt right to go ahead and release it because it's so fun and it has so much information and we loved doing it so much. And we're doing everything intentional now and by our intuition. So (laughs) join us this week. We are talking about manifestation. At the start of the episode, we kind of go through our intention setting for the episode to show an interactive activity for how that looks for Alyssa. And I talk about my own um, imaginative methods and things that have worked for me or haven't worked for me. And it's just a lot of fun. At the end, there is a little bit of a, a homework for you guys that I think could help you work through your own um, blocks that you're having. And one of the things that we set for the intention was that I wasn't going to edit the episode. So I am recording the intro. I'm adding on the song that I made for our um, intro, and I am just going to export it. I'll listen to it to make sure that there isn't anything crazy, but I am going to... (laughs) Um, see what this looks like, because one of our intentions was that I did not have to edit the audio for the podcast. Thank you so much for all of your love and support. We have been really enjoying doing this podcast, and this specific episode has opened up so many ideas for other things that we can do. And I hope that you're all having a wonderful day. So let's get into this. It's Megan. And I'm Lissa. And today we're going to talk about manifestation. Yes. Something that we both are really great at. And sometimes it's in a good way and sometimes it's in a bad way. And uh, we're going to walk you through a few different ways that we do it, our pitfalls. And Lissa has an interactive activity for us. Yeah, you guys. So check this out. We um, The way that we do this is pretty much every time we go to record, we just figure out what we're feeling in the moment. And then we go with that. And today we are trying to figure out what it was that we wanted to talk about. And before getting into that, I started to do my manifestation practice. But then as I went to do that, we realized, oh, well, shit, we'll just have it be on manifestation. So I'm going to take us all through what I do as a means of literally calling up i'm trying to like ground my energy right now because i'm a little manic uh like the way that we call in the timeline that we actually want to connect with and then how we anchor it in so i'm going to be asking megan a series of questions and then those questions excuse me the answers to those questions i'm going to be writing down and then we're going to use that as a template for the episode to see well, we will manifest it. So then, so then you can see as the listener, how that, how that takes place, like in reality, in real time. So Megan, in your your opinion, if we were to, if this, 
if this podcast was done right now, like we were done recording, we were done for the day mm-hmm. and you were walking away, having hung up with me and um, there's three things that you're taking away from today. What would those three things be that made today the best recording ever? I think first and foremost, feeling like we really helped people. We provided valuable information. We were authentic and vulnerable and we showed someone the best way to do something or help them see some insight. Just in general, we like did a good job. Um, Number two, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of laughter and fun because I always walk away feeling the best whenever we like hung out and had a really good time. Yes. And number three, and this is just from a technical aspect, if whenever I download this recording and everything is perfect and I don't have to do anything to edit it or very minimal, that would be awesome. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, good flow, no need to edit. Okay. Or at least minimal editing. Like I don't cough for 20 minutes or something. Not that that's happened, but you but, know. But what if you didn't have to edit it at all? Like what if that would be incredible. You had to do, right? That like if be- I could just slap on the intro and call it a day, that would be awesome. So you guys, so that's a really good example. Okay, so right there, I'm actually going to circle that one. And here's why. Because so many of us don't take the time to really specify what it is that we actually want. And if we did, we might be like literally just blank, like we might have no idea, or we might be like, oh, I didn't even really think that that was a possibility, like right there where you were like, well, if I could just slap on an intro and have that be it, that would be incredible. So now I get to tell you, well, that's a very real possibility. Like that exists. There is a, so then, okay, well, hold on, let me take a breath. So based on what you just said, this episode will be a huge success and you will walk away feeling content and happy in what we've done. If it's so funny, the first thing you said was like a thousand things. If we've helped people are authentic and vulnerable and gave practical advice, that was number one. I guess you could summarize that to just, we provided valuable information that helped. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So valuable information, laughter and fun, and then no need to edit like good flow. So that's what, that's what we're going to be working on today. And then with that, there's an exercise that you can do. So I'm going to keep asking you questions. Okay. Okay. Do you believe that you create your reality? Is that a belief that you hold? Yes. Do you believe, and there's no like right or wrong answers to this. This is just me authentically asking. Do you believe that there are infinite timelines that exist in uh, this space-time reality that you're a part of? I do. Do you believe that time is not linear, but rather happening all of the time? Absolutely. Okay. So with that knowledge then, that all timelines are possible, and that actual time isn't linear, do you recognize that there is a timeline that exists that is already completed, that vibrates, that is very real, in which we have completed this episode, were authentic and vulnerable, laughed and had fun, and also had really good flow, and that on this timeline, Megan, very literally, you made no edits. 
you just added the intro and then you posted it. Do you believe that that timeline exists? I do. Okay. So given that we know that that timeline is real, then if that's what we actually want to manifest, this is where the work takes place. It's up to us then to come into resonance with that timeline that is already in existence. So a lot of people believe that manifestation is about bringing things to you. And I think now the collective as a whole is starting to recognize it's really not about that at all. It's about magnetizing and coming into resonance with something that's already very much in existence, but just not in your reality yet because you are not a match to it. That makes perfect sense. I think that's really cool. So how do you feel about that exercise? That was a really fun exercise. A nice little reminder that anything's possible. And setting intentions is important with everything. Hugely. But also, I think that this will be interesting because we'll get to see, like, what if you actually don't have to edit this at all? Yeah, that would be really cool. But now I'm being really mindful about everything that I'm doing because what if I have to edit it and then I ruin it? Okay, wait, this is another really good, I'm so glad we're doing this. I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is where, so this is another aspect of manifestation. Just because you have a thought about something doesn't mean that thing is going to to manifest. You can absolutely have thoughts about all, I'm talking to not necessarily you right now, Megan, but everyone. Oh, I know. Where she just said right there, well, now I'm hyper-focused on it. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. That doesn't mean that anything's going to come from it. I have a um, tattoo on my arm that has the number 17. And the reason it says 17, I had no idea this is going to be like my favorite shit to talk about. I'm on fire over here. My whole body's buzzing. That's awesome. Uh, Well, one tattoo does say manifest, so I should have known, right? But uh, (laughs) this one, it says 17. And the reason it says 17 is because that is the amount of time that a thought takes to build momentum. And it's a lot like the game telephone. You know, like if you if one person says something and then they tell yeah. everyone else and it goes down the line. Well, same thing with thoughts. If immediately when you're thinking that, you go, oh, okay, well, whatever. Maybe I will have to edit it. No big deal. Then that stops the momentum of that thought. But if you keep thinking the thought, then sort of the game of telephone starts to get played and it goes down the line. And now you have momentum. And now things are beginning to shift in your reality to to fit that magnetic um, pull that you've got going on. So, but just because things come into our periphery, periphery, that's not a word, periphery. (laughs) Peripheral? Now I'm questioning how to say that. (laughs) What the fuck? I can't talk. Um, But yeah, it's like all good. It's all good. It's just, it's a literal gauge. It's like the the bumps on the side of the road. Like when you start to veer off, that's all it is. It doesn't mean, oh, turn hard more that way, like more towards the bumps, you know, it just sort of redirects. So, um, so that's certainly what being intentional, I would say number one, since we're talking about manifestation and I wanted to do that exercise in the beginning because I wanted you all to know, like when I go into something and I'm, and I'm looking to have some sort of manifestation process, having intention is always important. 
we're always manifesting everything all the time. So that was kind of a convoluted statement just there. But when you are looking for a specific end result in regards to manifestation, intention is necessary. So now that that's now that I've given my little process, what about you? What's the main thing that you do? For manifesting, I um, I kind of do the imagining as if it already had happened. So it's kind of like um, a chaos magic thing almost, if you're familiar with that concept. So if I want to be the person who, I don't know, let's say drinks a gallon of water a day. Oh, that's a dumb one. Why did I say that? I'm looking at water. That's why. I want to drink a gallon of water a day. That's not a bad one at all. Oh my gosh. Everyone needs but to- if I want to be that person, then it's not I want to be that person. I am that person. So it's almost like I'm pretending to be the thing until I am the thing. So if I want to be the person that has their shit together in whatever specific regard, I try to live my life as if I already am that person. So for an example of that might be, um, and this might be for a lot of people, say you want to be abundant when it's specific to financial stuff. Instead of pinching pennies and buying everything that's on sale and not buying something because it's $2 more than it was last week or things like that, I try to act as if money's not a problem. Like whatever I spend comes back to me in twofold or tenfold or whatever I dictate. So I will buy the fancier thing, you know, the fancy cheese or the nice beverage, you know, because money isn't a thing. And I kind of like embody things is it, and it's all imaginal really, but that's my primary method. And I've tried a lot of other methods where I, I've tried scripting. That one was okay. I, I went through a whole thing where I had blessed this book and put the intention that anything that was written in that book would come true, like come to fruition. And I've tried the um, method where you do, I forget what it's called, but like the nine, five method or whatever, where you write something that you want nine times, five times a day, or I don't remember the specifics now. I've tried a lot of different things. And the one that works best for me personally is I go through in my mind, either by kind of acting as if I already am the thing or I've already done the thing or whatever's already coming to me, or I kind of go through it in my brain, like right before bed. So as I'm falling asleep, I'm thinking about the next day and what that better version of myself is. Or if I'm, I don't know, finding a really cool client, I'm imagining how it feels in that moment to talk to them for the first time, what kind of project we have, doing whatever specific things that would come along with it. And it's not just, oh, I don't know, I've won the lottery. This is what's going to happen if or when I win the lottery. It's the moment of going to sign your ticket because you're so excited, the feeling like imagining the excitement that you feel in that exact moment, um, going into the office, signing all of those papers, what you're doing in that exact moment when you first get the money, what are you buying? What are you doing? Which I don't really think about the lottery that much, but I think I was trying to think of like a tangible example for people. Well, that's the go-to, right? Like yeah. The lottery. That's the go-to example. What I love about this, because this was actually, haven't really thought about this in terms of the mechanism of like manifestation in terms of us as, as beings on this planet, but 
uh, from this perspective. I mean, in listening to you talk and what your methods are, it's the same in that, but the mechanism is different. So the way that I manifest is through a literal getting an understanding of the end result and then aligning myself with that feeling through a step-by-step -step process of recognizing in my belief system that it's possible. So for me, Lissa, for whatever reason, the being that I am, this energetic source that's in this meat suit, has a, has a to-do about beliefs and what is and is not possible. So in order for me to manifest something, what is going to be uh, primary is my belief that that thing is not only possible, but that it's already in existence and is already done. And that will then elicit the feeling place for me of knowing that it is so. And that is exactly the process you described, but with the different workings where you are able to jump past the building blocks of belief and instead embody the feeling place of like this chaos magic that you're talking about, which yeah. is incredible because it's like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. But how interesting that we're all so different as beings that like in order for me to be able to manifest that, that method would not work for me because I could not embody something without first going through those steps of believing it could be true. But I also heard in your voice and in that process that going through the steps with you um, is sort of the opposite, has the opposite effect for you because now you're fixating on the opposite of what could happen. So yeah. how, how interesting, right? That like both of these methods work, you guys, but they're very different. And the and they don't they're not necessarily interchangeable. Like you really have to figure out what works for you. That's the biggest thing with manifestation too, because there are so many teachers out there that guarantee that if you do these 10 steps, you will get the man of your dreams or whatever. And the case is really with any sort of practice, you have to do what feels right in your body. What feels right to you? What can you tangibly believe? Because belief is a big part of it. If um, you've experienced things that make it to where you cannot believe in whatever you're doing, then don't do it. It might be that writing isn't your strong suit. It might be that planning is not your thing. It could be that you cannot imag imagine shit, period. Like you just can. And that's okay. But you have to find what works for you in any of your practices. And that applies to meditation that applies to any sort of like magic practice that you do any grid work that you do energy work there's not a right or wrong way to do it as long as you're not causing any harm to yourself or anyone else you just have to listen to yourself and your body right and I think that's like to give you an example my husband and I both are kind of I'm woo and he's like woo adjacent you know He's more structured because that's how his brain operates. He has to have structure. So I go into magic and I will grab whatever herbs are calling out to me and whatever stones or whatever call out to me. And I cleanse in whatever way feels right in the moment. And then I don't have a specific structure. It's, it's pure intuition with every sort of practice that I do. Whereas he has to kind of go by a book that's been written and that's okay but he has to like if there's a an incantation that they've 
written out in that book. He has to follow it to a T. If there's a specific kind of candle or a specific kind of herb, herb <laughs> he has to use it. And that's because in his belief system, there's structure and that works for him. And in my belief system, it's chaos and that works for me. And every person's going to be different. Absolutely. As you were talking, I was seeing so many examples, like as metaphors. Um, and I'm trying to think of which one to go with. But basically, what I'm hearing and what I know to be true is what we're talking about when we say manifestation. It's literally everything already is, you guys. It already is. So the fact in this world, Everything exists as a frequency, as a potential. When we look around, like this room I'm in right now is not an empty room. Air is very real. It is a tangible thing. And with like in this reality that we exist in, everything exists as a wave function. And if you really want to have your mind blown, look at the double slit experiment. And it will show you that everything is both everything and nothing all at the same time. And they've been able to really study that like in quantum physics, which is just a crazy rabbit hole if you ever want to go down it. But stick with me because I'm going somewhere here. What my point is, is our feelings and our beliefs, that is what we have as a human being to be able to resonate with this thing that already exists as an energetic potential in our environment. And when we're able to really resonate with our feelings and our beliefs to something that isn't yet in mm, 3D existence. Okay, so I want you to picture a slinky. You know, slinky. We all know what slinkies are, right? Am I dating myself here? No, we all know what slinkies are, yeah, I hope, please, or I'm please, dating please, myself too. Yeah, uh, please. You know, just picture going down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, that, Jesus Christ, how would you describe a slinky to someone who's never seen one? Um, a compressed coil that's flat and you can move it between your hands and it goes clink, 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 clink. I don't know. <laughs> that was an incredible explanation. Okay. So, so if you stretch out that slinky, it can go like wow, wow, wow and wave around. Right. And we then should, we should, have a video of a slinky and then just have us doing the sound effects. Well, that's kind of what it sounds like because when you stretch it out, it goes like like it makes yeah. that vibration noise. So, so I want everybody right now to think, unless you know you're not an imaginative person, in which case, just hear me. But um, think of that slinky that it's stretched out. That's a wave function. Okay, that's a particle existing on a wave, but we don't know where along that wave the particle exists. It's just like sort of a trajectory and it's all just there. And then with our focus and our attention and our intention, when we perceive our reality, what we're literally doing, this is not, this actually isn't woo woo. What I'm talking about right now, this is very fucking real. Like this is, it's, it's insane. What we're doing as we're perceiving our reality is we're collapsing wave functions, which means like literally putting the slinky back into its solid state, and now it's one thing. So we're constantly constructing reality around us all of the time, but that's specifically going to have to do with what we believe to be true because our brain is perceiving things and our brain is not going to perceive something it cannot perceive of, which is our limiting beliefs. And then in addition to that, our feelings are going to tell us 
what it is that we're calling in. So when it feels really good and it's and you're magnetized in that way, then that's great. But if it's feeling really bad, then that's a good indicator that maybe you're manifesting something that you don't necessarily want in your experience. But here's the, the point was every human being is going to have a different relationship with their feelings and with their beliefs. But we're all doing the same thing with manifestation, which is we're looking around and we're perceiving reality and the way that we're perceiving it based on our beliefs is how we're interpreting it, which is our feeling state. And then that's gonna be magnetizing different things to us. So we all just need to figure out what method is our like sort of interlocking mechanism that works for us, but there's no right way. And anyone that tells you do these 10 steps and I promise, um, I bet there's like several, you know, zeros behind whatever that cost is. Cause it's bullshit. It's total bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone at any point in any field, it doesn't matter what it's related, related to, if they can guarantee without any doubt that this will happen if you do X, Y, and Z, they're full of shit. Plain and simple. It's a marketing technique to get people to buy things. I would much rather work with someone who says, this might work for you. It might not. That's cool. Just go with what feels right to you. I would give that person my money because I know they're real. Well, and you know, they're not trying to manipulate you. Yeah. And that's, um, so that's the other thing too, this whole idea of abundance, because so many of us, when we, when we talk about manifestation, everyone thinks of money. That's like the number one thing that people think of is they think of money. But I think it's also really important to recognize that we are stepping in to a very new world where channels of abundance are opening that have uh, previously been, it's sort of like, imagine a like I'm sitting here, so I'm currently sitting cross-legged. If I had 10, this is going to sound like a weird example, but if I had 10 different hoses stretching out in all different directions, and each one of those was an avenue for abundance, one of those, you guys, one of those would be money. One. Because abundance comes in all forms. It's abundant. It's infinite. So if I have all of my manifestation power focused on one of those operating hoses that was money, and I was expecting that abundance to sustain my life force energy and everything that I'm doing, it would seem ridiculous, but that's what we're doing. That's what, or excuse me, that's what we've been programmed to do. And what we're relearning right now, what we're deprogramming is the idea that there's only one source. And what we're reprogramming is the recognition that, oh my God, there's all these other things. There's all these other avenues that I did not know existed. And we're learning how to activate those. But first you have to recognize they're even there to begin with. All right. So while you were saying that, I kind of got a a download about how people can do this because I, I was asking myself, well, that's cool. But how do you do that when you're programmed to think about money? And here is an easy shortcut that I, I think would really work for people. I'm going to try it. So instead of focusing on the financial aspect, which we're all kind of prone to do right now because of our conditioning, what about feeling or thinking or focusing on whatever your method is, what it feels like whenever you're taken care of? What does your perfect life feel like? Not about how you get there, not about the money that comes along with it. It could just be like, for example, for me, my perfect life 
is I wake up whenever I want. I go to bed whenever I want. I have time for actual hobbies, painting, reading, playing video games, smoking weed. I don't know. Whatever I want to do, I have time and space to do it. But I also have time and space to help people. And I don't have to worry about giving away my time for free because that doesn't matter. I have a roof over my head. I have pretty good food. I'm relatively healthy. And I'm generally happy. And none of that has anything to do with money. How I get to that point, you can kind of leave it open to the universe. And just think about what you want your life to be. And not how you get there. Or you're wildly successful. (laughs) I mean, you could be wildly successful and not think about the money that comes along with that. But the key key with what you're saying, though, sorry, there's like there's a like a golden nugget here. That's so important. That is so, so important. And I want to milk it a little bit more milk, a golden nugget. That sounds really weird and gross. (laughs) Does it come out yellow? (laughs) So I, so you just explained this, this version of yourself that exists, right? And what that feels like. And I want to know, because you explained what it was to us, but the actual process, you guys, what she's talking about, isn't thinking, oh, this is how my life is now. It is feeling, actually I have a good example so of this working. So there was a time when I was running really low on money and I was in college and I was sitting in my car and I had a moment where I literally just sort of caught myself off guard and I was like, damn, I wonder what it would be like to not have to worry about money. Like I just thought that. And then I was like, huh, I, well, I really do wonder like, what would that be like? And then I had about five minutes where I thought, oh my God, there are people out there that don't even look at price tags on things. There's people out there that don't even, that like rent isn't even like that exists. And it just sort of blew my mind because in that moment, it had never occurred to me that there were people out there that didn't have to think about money in the way that I'm used to thinking about it. So I got to feel what it would feel like because I pretended in that moment. Um, And I just, there was this wave of relief that washed over me because it was, I mean, it wasn't real, right? Like I still had bills to pay. But in that moment, it was a feeling of, wow, like everything's fine. Everything's taken care of. I don't ever have to, there are many stressors in life, but money is not one of them. And in that moment, and this was long before I ever started my, you know, journey of manifestation work and grid work and all of that. I'm not kidding you. I got a a boop, boop, my phone went off. And my advisor had messaged me and he was wondering, uh, he had a last minute vacation he was going on and he was wondering if I could house sit for him and that he would pay me like 50 or a hundred dollars or whatever it was to watch his cat. So instantly when I got into that feeling place of not having to worry about money, money was available because I was no longer worried about it being there. So it was just there. That's really cool. I think that is a really wonderful example of that. And that applies to anything with manifestation. A lot of times it won't come to you until you're able to let it go. And that's so hard. So maybe instead of trying to let it go, just imagine what it would feel like if it was never a problem, if you didn't know what it was like to be 
financially struggling or what if you never knew what it was like to be hungry or what if you never knew what it was like to fail like what would you do if you knew that failure literally couldn't happen it did not exist and sit with that for a minute What do you, what is happening for you when you sit with that? When you actually, so like, I'm thinking about failure is not enough. It's like, or let's think about it in terms of, cause this is a good exercise for us even like in terms of abundance, if we knew that no matter what we would have, a like we would write a number on a piece of paper and that's the number that we're taking home every month, no matter what we're doing, what would we be doing? Do you know what I'm realizing? We would be doing this. <laughs> I was actually, as you were saying that, I was wondering how many people would be limiting themselves with a lower number. Oh, shit. Yeah. Because my first thought was like, oh, it would be really cool to take like $10,000 a month home because taxes, they would get most of it. And that would have me at a very modest, like comfortable situation. And then my brain instantly said, but why? Why, why do you just immediately limit yourself to comfortable? Why not? If in that situation, say that I make, I don't know, $100,000 a month, so then you could give back or a million dollars a month, which is ridiculous. No one needs to make that. Okay. I haven't, I got an answer for you as you were talking because you said, why not? Why not a larger number? There's actually a reason behind that, apparently, I guess. Um, so the reason that you would go, you, it's very important that it be believable. That's the thing. So reach high for sure. Absolutely. I mean, this was an imaginative exercise anyways, but whatever it is that you're putting into your sphere to try and uh, practice uh, manifestation techniques, if you're reaching for something that doesn't feel real. So if someone, if I were to go to a job, if I were, or, or that's a great example, actually. So if I'm looking at the same job um, available and I'm applying to it, and one says 80,000 a year and one says 45,000 a year, I'm probably not applying to that 80,000 a year job because I'm just assuming I'm not qualified or I'm not going to get it somehow. And when it comes to work, I am so overinflated in my like confidence in myself about work specifically that I would apply for the 80,000 and not the 45. See, so it's like so, this is so person specific. It's a, it's a wonder that anyone that does manifestation courses can have like one program because it's, it's so varied, but that's the thing is it's like, as long as it's believable, but once you're able to manifest, okay. So once you're able to bring into your life, to magnetize, manifest things that previously were inconceivable, the you raise the bar for yourself so then you can begin to manifest much greater things much faster because you're smashing your own limiting beliefs so i just had it brought to my attention that one of the reasons why we have been preaching living authentically and it's been such a huge download for everyone recently about being authentic putting yourself out there really doing the work and figuring out the root cause of all of your issues is because when you clear that shit and you know yourself and you know your limiting beliefs and you know your systems, it's so much easier for you to attract whatever it is that you need because there isn't 50 different layers between it. It isn't, I struggle with manifesting money because I've always been poor. Then you 
because you've done the work, you can go through and you know the real root cause is because you need security and you have abandonment issues surrounding that. And without that security, you project a lot of negativity into your life. And so money equals security to you. But when you know that to be true, you're able to work within your own system and your own belief system and work through whatever it is that you need to do because you know the like key to your own code, basically. Oh my God, I love that. You know the key to your own code. And that's exactly what it is, right? Like there's going to be so many different ways. This is so interesting how when we talk, it's very much like a, it feels like a ping pong match to me because as you say things, I'll get more information about what you're saying. And then it Same. feels like, yeah, <laughs> it goes back and forth. So I'm I'm back here in this hose analogy, which is so stupid because I wish I could come up with a better one. But as you were describing oh, what you- water hoses. They're, it's summer. Of course, it's like, you know. Okay, cool. So I'm a little girl, right? I'm sitting in a in a field of flowers, whatever. And I've got 10 hoses in all directions and I'm in the center. And the one hose is money. We've already discussed that one. And and I know that there are kinks in my hose in regards to money. I know what they are and how to work on them. And let's say I'm in the process of smoothing out that hose so that water can flow freely in and out, which is going to be that stream of abundance in the form of money. Okay. Well, what you're talking about is really the process when we when we do all this stuff, when we live authentically, when we clear our channel, when we do the fucking work and when we recognize that that equally as much as well, that's not a sentence, Melissa, that um, it is equally as important to put effort and attention on not doing work, but being present in the moment and having a good time so that there's that equal balance, give and take and all of that. What we're doing is we're then opening our perspective and looking at, oh my God, there's nine other, there's nine other sources of water here. And here I am refining one source, but there's nine others. And like, why haven't I paid attention to that? Because if we start looking at other channels of abundance, for example, um, I went on a, on a solo camping trip this weekend that was like, talk about manifestation, man. It was magic, literal magic. All, all happened in the emotional space though, in that like fifth dimensional emotional space and not in the mental space. And I do believe that had I been trying to manifest from a mental place of thinking, none of this stuff would have worked. But because I was able to just be in my emotional body and feel and really be present in the moment and use intuition, kind of like in the same way you're talking about, Megan, my vision just got broader and I could see, okay, like one untapped channel of abundance that I have is intuition, knowing where to go, when, when to be there. Like, um, you know, that can manifest in a thousand different ways. Like I ended up seeing lakes that were the most beautiful lakes that I've ever seen. That's abundance. That's an abundance of beauty in nature. Like that's a whole untapped stream that has nothing to do with money. I'm also hearing that it's an abundance of experience. So that by living our lives and truly living in those moments, it's, so much more powerful than just existing because when we're 
truly a that's how we form memories i mean that's why when you get older you stop remembering stuff as clearly it's because when you were a kid everything was new everything was exciting and so that's why you like those little folds in your brain happened surrounding those memories but as an adult the reason why time seems to move faster the reason why everything is kind of like jumbled up and you can't remember what day of the week it is because it doesn't matter it's all the same it doesn't matter so your brain just doesn't have space for it but when you're truly experiencing life and you're doing things that make your heart sing and you're trying new things and you're doing really cool beautiful things like experiencing nature or challenging yourself to like a bigger hike or just going for a drive just because but you're breaking your cycle you're able to it almost feels like you have more of a life like you your life literally is extended because time doesn't feel like it's just passing you by and very literally so from an and and neurologically speaking that's really interesting too because what you're talking about is oh my god this is really fascinating oh so many images happening all at once when we're doing that routine thing we are activating hardwired um uh neural pathways in the brain meaning like that elect that that wiring has been laid in place for a long time and we're just reactivating it. So all a thought is is an electrical signal from neurons that are going along a pathway. Okay. So if we're doing the same thing every day, we're activating those same neurons in those same neural pathways. Think talk about this is why my my mind is exploding right now, and you'll all understand why in a second. Do you ever like get so excited about the download that you can't? get it out fast enough. <laughs> yes. And then you're trying to say all of the words at once. And then what comes out is basically like, wah, 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 because none yeah. of it makes sense, but it makes sense to you. Like you feel it. And can't you guys just see it? Just it's like so exciting and you're freaking out. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So let me like ground my energy. I am getting a lot better though about like when that does happen. So for anybody out there who's a channel, well, we're all channels, first of all, for anybody out there who's actively working on harnessing their channel and uh, accessing downloads that are available, um, one thing that you can do to avoid that little panic um, is to just remind yourself, oh yeah, this is a download, and then just ask, please allow this to be available for retrieval like later when I'm ready to address it. And it's yeah, just like there. a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't go anywhere, which is funny because we think it's, it's human nature to think it's like a memory that we're going to have to recall, but that's really not what a download is. It's literally information given to you that you can always have access to. So. And something that you've taught me about is channeled writing, because I had never really done it before. And then you started sending me some of yours. And I've kind of found that when I get that jumbled feeling, if I just write it out, it kind of helps find the words. They're not always my words. They're mostly not my words. <laughs> yeah. But it helps you to explain it a bit better and understand it. And then if you do have those anxieties about it just slipping away, you always have it. Yeah. It's always right there. Yeah. Okay. So back to me getting really excited all at once because all of the information was coming in. What were we talking about though? Because now I got so off track. Speaking of the information always being available, um, 
we were talking about manifestation and abundance mm-hmm. and poses. Neurons. Oh, yeah, neural pathways. See, guys, I swear, it's always available. Don't freak out. Um, okay. As above, so below. As within, so without. When we are having a new experience, like um, what I did this weekend, so me going out there and uh, doing something I've never done before, going on hikes I've never been on, seeing landscapes I've never seen, I am very literally carving out new neural pathways in my brain that did not exist before. Um, This is oversimplifying it, of course, because I, for obvious reasons, but it's, it's new, like new connections are happening. New firing and new wiring is happening. And that means, do you understand how incredible that is? Can we all just take a minute to sit with that? Because what that means is that your brain your brain as the supercomputer and perceiver that it is now has a new pathway to perceive information that did not exist before. It's really incredible. I mean, it truly is. And I'd like to challenge anyone who's listening to this today, break your pattern, do one thing different. Do you normally go to bed at a certain time? Change it. Do you normally watch TV until you fall asleep? Read a book. Just do one different thing today and see how it feels. And it, yeah, and it can be so small. What uh, one thing too that's really good is taking a different. If you're still driving to work, because I know some a lot of us. Work oh from- my gosh, yeah, take a different pathway. It might cause you anxiety. I have that happen sometimes, but it's so different. It changes your scenery, and it feels so different. And the and the ultimate thing we're getting at here is not the in the moment difference, but the the take home and the reason I am still kind of freaking out because I feel like it's not quite hitting the way I want it to yet, but I know that it will. I'm just going to keep talking through until I feel people getting it. Um, as we build new neural pathways in our brain that did not previously exist, our brain becomes a larger source to perceive receive and interpret information. So what's literally happening is that same process of me sitting there thinking I only have one hose available, but once I start to build those new neural pathways, I begin to look up and around me and I see, well, look at all these other avenues that exist that I didn't know were there before. So you are very literally changing your ability to perceive reality so that opportunities, places, spaces, events, people, dare I say that one, things that you would have never thought of as being potentials of abundance for you, of things that can positively impact your life, are now in your life. And you might find yourself living a, like doing things that you would have never done before that you actually enjoy because you allowed yourself an opportunity to be open to something that was different, which changes your brain, which changes your perception, which changes your beliefs, which changes your reality, which changes your ability to manifest. And the more that you do that and the more your reality changes, the faster these manifestations will come in because the less limiting beliefs you will hold. Absolutely. It's, it kind of reminds me of a past episode where we talked about how like we were, we were discussing different people on different resident levels and how someone like, it's good to have people who can see green cars when you can't see green cars around you. 
And it's almost like that, like you're opening yourself up to being able to see these things that you didn't even know existed, these opportunities and these avenues that you didn't know existed. So sometimes for me, when I'm doing manifestations, it's really important to kind of leave it open. You're not necessarily looking for a specific thing. And that's for me why I tend to jump to the end feeling. Um, So what it feels like when the things already happened and I kind of skip over how it happens because I don't really feel like it's my place to decide what is in my highest good. Sometimes it might be the most difficult route that the universe throws at me, but that's because it's ultimately in my highest good. But when you have other people around you to kind of circle back to that, um, that are on different resonant levels and that are opening themselves to all these other opportunities, you might not think of um, a possibility to resolve whatever thing that you're trying to resolve, but that other person next to you, part of building your community, might say, hey, had you ever thought about doing it this way instead? And that could make that new connection for you. That could change the way that you see it, and then suddenly you can see green cars too. Hugely. Oh my gosh. And now, and then, and then we get into the realm of (laughs) co-creation. where we start to really create with other people. Um, I think that one thing really important to point out as we're talking about this, because we're talking about manifestation as though it's something that we're doing. And I think it's important. I mean, we all know this, right? We're talking about this in terms of um, like from a logistical perspective, how like what practical tools we can offer that have helped us that may help you. But remember you manifestation, it's like gravity. It's just, it is. Yeah, it just is. And you've experienced it your entire life, whether you know it or not. Think about those, it rains when it pours days. If it rains, it pours. <laughs> I don't know exactly how to say that now. I've forgotten. But there have been so many times where you could not get out of the funk because things kept happening to you. And that's because you were on that kind of, you were bringing that to yourself, not intentionally. You just, couldn't change your pattern and you were not seeing any of the positives. And so your universe was like, yeah, you like that. You like that. You want another, another helping. Well, and it's, it's, it's being unconscious. I think that's the number one thing here is being unconscious of the fact that manifestation is always at play. So if you, um, stubbing, I always get the example of stubbing the toe when you wake up you know, so if if you, ugh, those fucking morning mans, I swear to God. So like if you wake up in the morning and you stub your toe and that's the first thing that happens and you're like, ah, God damn, I stubbed my toe. And then you go and make coffee, but your toe's hurting because you just stubbed it and you're not paying attention. And then you spill your coffee on yourself. Well, great. Now you have to go change your shirt. Well, great. Now you're late for work. Well, great. Now your boss is mad at you. You know, so like that's, that's what Megan's talking about, that sort of downward spiral. Yeah. All of that's manifestation. All of that's literally the same tools that we're talking about, the same mechanisms at work. The only difference is in that situation, you're unconscious of the fact that you're actively manifesting and you're paying attention to what does not feel good and you're focused on the thing that feels worse and worse and worse. So so you're getting more and more of that magnetized to you. And it happens sometimes in good ways too. I I just, it's the easiest example, obviously, because we've all experienced exactly what Lissa just described, where all day long, it's like, great. Yeah, of course, this makes sense. Just another thing that happened. And um, so from there, 
you just have to have some playfulness with it. So you don't have to manifest your dream life. Just try playing with it. You know, you want to see a green bird. Try to bring it to you. Try to be on a timeline where you're walking down the street and a green bird just happens to pass by you and sings a little song for you. Just small, simple things, because when you open yourself up to being playful and you open yourself up to just small, fun things, it doesn't have to change your life. But when you start kind of flexing that muscle, it becomes a lot easier. And the universe loves it. I mean, we are the universe, right? But the universe loves to be seen as itself through you. That's real deep. Maybe replay that a couple times. The universe loves to be seen as itself through you. The universe is you. When you start to play with these techniques, with that curiosity that she's talking about, and with that fun sort of lightheartedness, and you're able to have those magical moments of seeing that green bird, your body becomes filled with a sort of resonance that is that of the freaking universe. It's like what it is. And that pumps life force energy into you, which is the driving force of everything that is. So as soon as you get that going and that pumping, well, now it's more so and more so and more so. But what I was trying to describe was sort of what I was, I'm seeing something that's really difficult to describe. I'm seeing somebody existing in a void where there's nothing else around. This is like a channeled message that they're trying to get me to explain to you guys, but I don't quite understand how to explain it. So stick with me here. Um, It's somebody existing in a void and they're recognizing that anything that they hold true to them in their core being, their essence, um, is something that becomes like instantly manifested in front of them. But as they perceive that manifestation, it begins to shape and form differently in response to how it's being perceived. So it's literally like play. The universe wants to be played with in that way, meaning it's here as potential because it wants to be created into something. So when we go from being on autopilot and not paying attention to the fact that we're responsible for everything in our existence all of the time and instead make that intentional and start to focus on specific things from a from that like lighthearted perspective the universe goes oh i can be i can be that maybe i'll be this maybe i'll be that oh oh she wants this okay maybe i'll maybe i'll present it that way oh that wasn't a hit okay maybe we'll, maybe we'll try it this way like it becomes very much an interaction like a play a literal play between you and the universe i can see that i can feel it it really does work that way and i kind of want to give people homework is that silly I love homework. Are you kidding me? I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> well, hold on. Pause. Y'all, I, I did not do good in high school. I, I basically the only reason I graduated high school is because my principal didn't want to see me back, which is sad, but I did great in college. So I loved homework in college, but yes, give us homework. What's the homework? I have two different activities for people and you can take it as far as you want, but number one, I kind of want to play with trusting your intuition because I think that's the first place. So I saw 
this exercise, I don't know where, somewhere years ago, up on a feed, and I've been playing with it ever since whenever I kind of feel lost, like I can't trust myself. So say your name. My name is Megan. Now say, my name is John. And really pay attention in your body, how that feels. So kind of play with saying things that are true and aren't true and see how does it feel in your stomach? How does it feel in your chest? How does it feel in your throat? And you can do it 10 or 15 times and maybe just focus on one area at a time until you can kind of identify that. So it helps you identify those programs or those limiting beliefs where maybe one day you think to yourself, well, I'm a piece of shit. And then you can kind of feel in your stomach. Is that true? Do I really like feel that way? Or is this something that I'm just telling myself as a reaction to a situation? Um, And that can kind of help you with manifesting too, because it helps you identify those limiting beliefs. It helps you identify whether or not something feels tangible, like what we were just talking about, the $10,000 versus a million dollars. So maybe if you're trying to plan something out and you're kind of thinking it through, when you've done this activity enough and you can feel it in your body, you can say, um, I can see that blue bird. Oh, now it's blue. It was green. <laughs> well, maybe it is. So let's say that you say, I'm going to see a green bird tomorrow. And that's what you're trying to manifest. And you then you just try to say, I'm going to see a blue bird tomorrow and see how it feels. Though that's not really the right example, but I think I get what, you get what I'm saying. Well, and the feeling is so important because... What a good tool, you guys. What a good tool. Coming from the person who's always second guessing herself. When you can do that, so that, um, well, you said two things. That was, is that? No, that's not, there's another thing. I'm fine with you saying something about that first. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, just real quickly. When you say, uh, like, my name is Lissa, my name's Lissa, right? Versus my name's Megan. And then you sit with that feeling. And then you can, you immediately have the memory of what truth felt like. You can then say, I want to go back to grad school. What does that feel like? Does it feel closer to the I am Megan or to the I am Lissa? And then you can begin to gauge what is it that you, like a lot of times manifestations don't manifest because we don't actually want what we say we want. We only want what we want because we think we're supposed to want it. And that's very confusing to the universe that's trying to give us what we actually want. So if you're doing that exercise, another good way to use that is in determining is what you want actually what you want or are you just going after what you think you're supposed to want? And that's a big thing. Those shoulds will kill you (laughs) Um, because we do so much day to day because we should do it. And it's really difficult to break that pattern, but you can try with little things and question those beliefs. So I want to go into the second one. So the second activity is related to your hose analogy. So think about the thing that you want to manifest. It could be a big thing. It could be a small thing. And I want you to write the core thing down. And then I want you to draw a few different hoses out from it. And you can have the obvious solution to it and then try to just imagine what those other hoses, those other avenues for getting the thing might be. And that kind of invites you to look at other options and also kind of put yourself in that embodying what it feels like and opening yourself up to those other opportunities because it could really help you with manifesting. 
and it gets you focused on the feeling as opposed to the delivery. Because at the end of the day, you guys, when we're focused on the feeling of of the aftermath of the thing manifested, then it allows the universe, which is really just us, to deliver the the thing. Okay. Okay. This is really important that we all understand this. If what I want is to feel contentment, if that is my goal, the universe is me. The universe knows what's going to make me the most content to the far beyond what Lissa knows, because I'm, I'm this human being in this experience, but the larger me that is connected to the entire universe knows a lot more about me than I do in this human body. So when I put out to the universe that I would like to experience contentment, the universe has a deep, intimate understanding about how I can experience contentment that I'm not even aware of. If I say to the universe, I would like $10,000 so I can experience contentment. I can even feel in my physical body like that doesn't work. That does not work. And it takes the play and the fun out of everything. But if we're really focused on the feeling of it, then also what Megan's talking about with those different hoses, what we're allowing our brains to do is to create those new neural pathways to open and widen the perspective to the idea that there are things that can bring us that same feeling that maybe had nothing to do with the original circumstance. And we can begin to see that it's literally all an inside job. All of it is happening inside because it's all cultivating feelings from the inside that then have our external reality match after the fact, not the other way around. Did that make sense? Yeah, that made perfect sense. Thank you so much for like explaining that further because it's really important that we try to open ourselves up and really understand what works best for you and what is true for you because we can tell you 40 different methods for how something has worked for us but all that matters is what feels true to you and what works for you because we are not one of those people that will say here are 10 easy steps for you to do x y or z no, we're not, but we'll definitely share our experience. And I want to know what works. How can we know where, where can people share what their manifestation tools are like manifestation toolkit? Like I would love to have somewhere where people can share, um, what works for them that they can see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have any official means of communication, they could email us. And we both have an email at the Woo community. So mine is Megan at the Woo community and yours is Lissa. They can yeah. reach out to us that way. Yeah. Will you guys do us a favor? We, one of two things or both. If this Ooh, is I could just add something to the website for like contacting us. Oh, do, do that. Will you yeah, please yeah. do that? Okay. Because that way you guys, uh, two things can happen. One, I would love to, because this would be like fun stuff to share throughout the podcast. I, I feel like this whole thing, what we're doing here, we're trying to share our experience, what's working for us, what's not working for us, and sort of open the larger discussion just so that we can all kind of figure this out together. And I would really like to know what works for you guys, because that's always a good thing to have in your toolkit is new ways of manifesting abundance for yourself, right? Who doesn't want that? But also... If you have a desire to have some sort of public platform where you can communicate with each other, uh, 
email us and let us know that because this is like what episode very we little are number five yeah so, okay so there may be like literally no uh means for that but by the time this is actually out and about maybe there will be so if you can just let us know because then uh we can create something where you guys can communicate with each other to share stuff like this because that in particular you know we're, we're all going to be different creators creating our own reality in our own specific way but there's going to be bits and pieces that we can learn from other people to incorporate into what we do that's going to really help us take off more so than we realized and i would also be open to um because i'll I'll get that contact thing up before this goes out but i would be really open to if it's okay with you lissa maybe doing a follow-up episode at some point after we have some responses and we can kind of share some other people's experiences with what works for them. That way there's more information out there. Yeah. That's actually what was my original thought was something like that. And then I was like, wait, but there's no way for them to even, yeah, absolutely. I would love to do that. And, um, and stories, stories of manifestation. Um, just real quickly before we end, this is, I feel like I have to say this because we're talking about manifestation on this trip. You guys, literally I allowed myself to just intuitively not thinking be guided on where to go. And I ended up in the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And it only happened because I wasn't limiting myself with a belief about where I should go. Like, do you have any idea if I would have planned my day out like I usually do, there would have been no room for any of those circumstances to take place. And it was truly magic because it happened in that state of flow where it really... My personal experience is it felt as though the universe was communicating back with me, active in the process of manifestation. So as I was emitting signals of what I wanted to experience, it felt as though the universe was giving me uh, feedback back saying, how about this? How about this? How about this? And I could like hear it and feel it in a way that I would not have been open to if I was coming from a more like structured place, but that's just me. It's going to be different for everybody, but please do those two activities that you said, Megan, the, um, trust your intuition by say, so saying your name and then, uh, using that against a not truth to see what truth feels like to you. And then also, um, figuring out what those other hoses are for something specific you're trying to manifest those in particular, if you guys want to tell us your stories working with that, I would be really interested to hear, um, like if you guys are seeing green birds, <laughs> all yes. of a sudden, did did I just make everybody see green birds for the next month? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Parakeets everywhere. What if it was a naturally green birds? Then we should all be concerned. Like radioactive crows. <laughs> Don't see those. I hope that nobody <laughs> sees 17 seconds not to think about radioactive crows. <laughs> don't don't bring that timeline to us, please. <laughs> Yeah. And you guys like that too. There's no, there's nothing. Okay. This is important for people to know. They're reminding me to tell Oh yeah. We didn't even talk about the fact that just because you think it doesn't mean it's coming. Yeah. Well, we did a little bit in the, in the time, like there's a time delay, but also even if, even if, okay. Fear is a, is a frequency. Love is a frequency. Unconditional love, true love, source frequency transmutes and cuts through any other frequency that is not resonant to it. Meaning 
Sure, go ahead, freak the fuck out, call in the worst possible timeline to yourself. I've done it. I've been there. I'm sure some of you have been there. Fucking get crazy with it. You know why? Because you can always cut through to something else. There is always, there is always going to be a door where you can exit into something different and the equal and opposite is always going to exist. So if you're ever in a place where you're finding yourself um, really living in sort of like the manifestation of your worst fears, you can recognize, oh, okay, now's the time for me to implement the tools that I know to start to create a reality that does work for me. And I'm going to take solace in the fact that as shitty as I feel right now, I've created the equal and opposite floating slinky timeline that's not yet collapsed into a reality where I can feel the equal and opposite of what I'm feeling right now. And if what you're feeling is really shitty, what you're doing is literally carving out depth to fill that space with joy and abundance once you've redirected yourself. So nothing's done in vain, even if it's not a pleasant experience. Yes. And it's so important when you have those moments of just pure and utter hell to try to find one positive because whenever you're able to identify I experienced this to learn this lesson or I'm thankful for this opportunity to experience my lowest low so I can feel and appreciate those good moments so much more or if I had never stubbed that toe and spilled that coffee on me and been late for work maybe I wouldn't have found that other opportunity whenever I ultimately got fired for being late 30 times. <laughs> I don't know. But everything doesn't always have a positive side as in, I'm trying not to like love and light this. Everything has an opportunity for growth and everything has an opportunity for appreciation in its own way. And whenever you are able to identify how you've grown from it, what lesson you've learned, um, even if it's like, Maybe I should move that table so I stop stubbing my toe. <laughs> well, and this whole like the love and light thing, it's not um like the the when you become toxically love and light, what you're doing is you're ignoring all of the unwanted and only paying attention to the wanted. And what you're talking about, Megan, is looking at what's in front of you and taking a realistic inventory of it and saying, okay, given that this is the shit bag that I have in front of me right now, what what can I make of it that's not going to be, you know, terrible? Like, what can I take from this that is going to be something of value? And that's very different because you're because there's an acknowledge acceptance and awareness of where you are in real time. And somebody who's being toxically positive has no awareness of that. They're only paying attention to where they either think they are or where they want to be. Yes, absolutely. And I truly believe that there is so much beauty in pain. There's so much beauty in those low moments. There's so much to learn and you're connecting with pieces of yourself that you never would have seen if you hadn't experienced whatever it was that you experienced. Because you learn a lot about your strength. You learn a lot about your true character. You learn a lot about your own triggers or your own short fuse moments, your own shortcomings. I think that's what I was trying to say. And when you learn about those dark pieces of yourself, you're able to truly appreciate them 
because I know for a fact there have been times where I have been at my lowest low. I don't want to say how low, but I'm pretty sure we've all been at the lowest low. And whenever I was able to pick myself up and I was able to actively make the decision to continue going forward, there's a strength there that you would never experience if you hadn't experienced that lowest low. Because you know for a fact that even if you hit rock bottom, you have the courage, you have the strength to pull yourself up. I can feel that like in my solar plexus. When you said that, I can feel that and I can feel, ooh, goosebumps. And I can feel maybe a lot of um, people listening to this have been to that place because when you're there and you move on, like you're talking about, not move on, but like kind of continue forward, you don't, the memory of being there is always there. The memory of getting out of it is always there. And any sort of future circumstance or hiccup that you may face, there's a totally different level of awareness and confidence in like your own sense of self and sense of being that didn't exist before that pitfall. Or you said, all I remember is short circuit. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) whatever. In the first place, like, you know, that part, it, it stays with you, the, the knowledge that, y- that you are really in the driver's seat and that you can dictate where your life goes. I can feel you guys getting that. Or maybe you've already been there. Maybe a bunch of you have already been there. But if you have, and if you're listening to this now, and if you're sort of on the other side of it, um, just know that that was big work that you did that will continue to benefit you for the rest of your life. It, like None of that work is ever done in vain. I also want to add that I'm proud of all of you for whatever it is that you've done, because I know that each and every one of you have had some really crappy situations and you have had to be strong when you didn't have the energy to be strong. You have had to move forward whenever you were just literally walking through quicksand. And I'm so proud of each and every one of you for wherever it is that you are today. Even if you think it's your lowest low, you are doing your best and you are truly making progress. So just know that it's okay. You're going to get through it. And if you've already gotten through it, you kicked ass, you did your best and don't give yourself grief. Yeah. So much love and compassion for yourself, guys. And if you're like, if you are now still listening to this and this is a whole podcast about manifestation and we're multiple episodes in, and we're always talking about what it means to be a conscious and awake being on this planet. If you're here with us listening to this now, like, oh my God, like, yes, have so much, um, like I'm trying to give everybody a hug through, through the grid right now. (laughs) It's it's not really working. Like just like you, mm, I wish, I wish that everybody understood how source views someone who views source and who is actively trying to live in their alignment because the, like the way that that impacts the earth and the universe as a whole, if you only knew a lot of you actually do know, and that's very good to feel, but like it, it is the thing. It really is the thing that creates worlds is that energy. So even harnessing it for a little bit or however much you are, that in and of itself takes lifetimes for people to accomplish. So like that in and of itself, you've arrived. And thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And also 
I promise that that tiny insignificant manifestation or whatever it is that you're trying to feel like, oh, I can't really do this. The universe is eternally grateful for even that smallest thing. Did you manifest a, a dollar on the street? Cool. That is equally as amazing as manifesting your dream life because that takes so much growth that takes so much if you're like consciously doing anything at all and you're being mindful of your actions and you're doing things with intention that is generations that is hundreds of lifetimes of work because you don't just become that powerful even if you think it's small and insignificant you are doing big big work and every time that you connect with yourself every time that you see source every time that even for a brief moment you feel that love and gratitude for everyone around you or that you feel the universe is giving it to you, that is pure magic and you are magic. Oh, that's what it feels like to be tapped in that space too. It's just like literal magic. And you, I'm sure most of you have already experienced it. And if not, just get ready because it's so, it's so fun. It's a really fun place to be in. And what you're talking about that dollar versus like, like finding a dollar on the street versus finding a mansion is the difference between getting in a car and driving it down the street versus three states away. It's the same mechanism, you guys. It's the same operating function. It doesn't matter if you're only manifesting a dollar, because if you're manifesting a dollar, the universe is saying, you know how to drive. How far do you want to drive? It's just up to you. Yes. And it's all up to you. It's all voluntary. It's all your choice. Sometimes it's easy to feel like everything's just happening to you. But you're actively choosing in a lot of situations for it to happen. You're always, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. You're always choosing for it to happen. I'll take responsibility for saying that statement on some level. Did you feel my hesitance there whenever I said it? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm I'm scaring people. Like I could feel like, oh, so I'm just actively choosing to do this thing. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Um, Yeah, guys. Um, even if it's the worst possible thing that could show up in your experience, you are, you are a being with free will. So, um, and everything is true. This is my personal belief. It may not be yours, but my personal belief, which is true for me, is that everything in your reality is there because you put it there. You might've put it there unconsciously. You might've put it there consciously, but it's only in your experience because you're allowing it to be there. And if it's something that you do not want to be there, then the first thing you can do is bring consciousness to it and then go from there. But there is nothing that can be in your lived reality or experience like here without you on some level agreeing to it. And that's from the macro perspective. Remember that. I say that again, from the macro, not from the micro limited 3D perspective, but from the larger, you are much bigger than you realize. You are a powerful creator and you have a vantage point and a perspective on this one fractal of self that's existing on this planet that is a larger perspective that can see the whole, that might put you through experiences that aren't very pleasant because it wants to learn a larger lesson. And once you can connect with that bigger version of yourself, things will start to make a lot more sense. We're all just the universe trying to look at itself from every perspective possible. Yes, definitely. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. I just saw a bunch of like prisms, like tiny little prisms and crystals. 
Yes. I almost went off into a dream, but that would have been a tailspin. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. Oh my God. We've never talked about manifestation like that. That was fun. That just, that, that feel like it flew out of me like a freaking blast of fireworks. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I feel like we could probably talk about it for days on end and then yeah. turn it into a conversation about mirrors and lessons that you've signed up to learn and past lives and how your past lives can be your future lives and a whole entangled mess of things. And we will, if you tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's keep the talk going and do, do message us, please. If you, yeah. um, yeah, Megan will leave that information and please connect. Cause that's what we're here for. Yep. So look for the link to that somewhere in our show notes. I'll also have it in the navigation on the wooisfuck.space website. I, um, I mean, I just added it to my to-do list when we said it, so it's not done yet, but it will be by the time this is out. And where can they find you, Megan? Um, if you feel called to work with me in any way possible, um, any way possible, at any capacity, um, yeah, I'm on, man, I didn't want to edit this episode. I can do this. I'm at megaruski.com. <laughs> Got it. You got it. She's a jack of many trades, you guys. She does all kinds of stuff. That's why she yes. says it that way. Yeah. Oh. And that, that is why I say it that way, because I can do design. I can do project management. I'll just sit there and talk to you for two hours. Um, if you want to do a reading, you want energy work, you want to, I don't know, just yell at me for an hour. We can make time for that. I mean, it might take me a few weeks to have space for it, but if you want to arrange that. <laughs> One way that uh, I've described people to you when I've referred you is that you are really good at intuitive like business management and marketing, um, that if somebody has their own business or their company, but they don't really know like what way to go with it, that you're really good with that. And that also you're really good at um, helping people find clarity and like uh, doing energy work in a way that neither one of us can really explain because it's something that can only be experienced uh, with her. So, yes. you know, and you know, it's, you know, it's a really cool experience. Out. It's powerful. It's powerful. But point is I have space. If you have space for me, I look forward to working with you and your turn, Lisa. Yeah. I um, also do all kinds of things, mostly counseling though. Mostly we, we sit and talk uh, if you are in a time of transition, change, transformation, if you're experiencing ambivalence in your life, that's my specialty. I'm starting to recognize more and more that I sort of stand at the in-between or like at the moment before people jump into the next big thing. I'm really good at helping you find clarity about um, what your jump is going to look like, where you want to jump to, and honestly, really doing this manifestation work. This is my passion for sure. So if you're interested in getting clarity on a like a life change, or if you would like to really get into the nuts and bolts of manifestation, you can find me at lissarosecounseling.com. And then also check out my Instagram, all things woo. I post a lot of my channelings and writings there. Now, I, I do want to add because um, last week we were going to record an episode and it just turned into Lissa basically counseling me. And it provided so much insight into the core issues that I was having. And she helped me work through some really big 
big things that I didn't even know were problems until she just immediately zeroed in on it and asked the right questions and helped lead me through it. So we ended up talking for, I don't know, two and a half hours, not recording a podcast. And she helped me so much. I feel night and day compared to where I was last Tuesday. Thank you. Which is where Thank- that's when we record like Tuesdays and Sundays. <laughs> and you know what we didn't do? We didn't work you guys because when yeah. we got on the phone with each other, it was like, we have some shit going on and we don't really know if we're in the place to do this. And knowing that we're doing what we're doing and we are who we are, we just immediately, it was like, oh, okay, we're not working today. Like what, let's, let's get out our cards. Let's talk about this. And um, that's really what the energy we're moving into. And I just love that. I love everything about that. Yeah, I I just want to add that anything with this podcast, we are trying to be mindful about. So if we don't feel like recording, we're not going to record. If on our Patreon, we say we're going to do an energy update and instead we decide we want to do yodeling. I don't know why Spirit (laughs) wants us to yodel, but we're going to listen to our intuition. And we, we really want to invite you to kind of, if you can, change your own relationship to that. Because we're trying to. Yeah, and everybody benefits from that because then you you guys then get the best version of us all the time. Yes, and that's really important to me because I don't want to ever put something out that I can't either put my stamp of approval on because I'm proud of it or laugh at it because sometimes I'll put stuff out because I think it's funny. No one else might, but it makes me chuckle. But I want it to be authentic and true to me. And I don't want any negative energy ever attached to it. I love that. Yeah. Authenticity and integrity. That's really, that's an alignment. That's really what we're about. And we might fail sometimes, but we are trying and we're trying to be candid about how we're trying to do things a bit differently. And we will share our failures so that you can learn from our experience. Yes. I have zero qualms about being vulnerable with you guys. Same. Because you can learn a lot from my pitfalls. Hmm. And mine as well. If you want to work with either of us, that's super cool. We are super excited that these episodes are starting to come out. And I loved our conversation today and look forward to future ones. Thanks so much, guys. Please do share your stories and just keep being the amazing beings that you are. We love you so much. Yes, definitely, definitely love you so much. We're so proud of you all. And thank you all for being part of this journey. It means a lot. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.